Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Mass with Neuralphotep in our Kenya chapter. And so, as we'd like to do at the top of the show, we'd like to thank you, the listener, and especially you, the Patreon supporter. If you'd not have the opportunity to support the show on Patreon, you can at patreon.com slash the Old Ways Podcast. And we would heartily appreciate your follow on social media, including YouTube. We have some fantastic things to show you, sites which you are not yet prepared for. Uh, but we need to prepare for this episode, and we'll do that by introductions. And so to my right. This is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea. And um, yeah, we're in this big white hotel. That's very true. It sets nicely against your bronzed skin. Uh, and to Miss O'Shea's right. This is Morgan. I play Lillian Lane. And I am really glad I get to get a hot bath and put on some fresh clothes. Yeah, no, absolutely. The, uh, the earth under your feet is now steadier than it was. You're no longer on a ship. And um, you're smack dab in the middle of the whitest building on earth. <laughs> At the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle. And I am really excited to uh, once more get down to finding clues and rooting out the evils. It is just ahead, guaranteed. To Mr. Doyle's right. Uh, this is Lonnie, and I'm playing Robert Drummond. Lately, I've been knocking over local businesswomen with the help of the police. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's very true. Uh, very true. And to, uh, to Robert's right. Hi, this is James, and I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach. And um, so far, this town is nice. It's not burning, and oh, the food is fantastic. So far, so good. Uh, last, most certainly not least. Uh, this is Alex playing Saint-Bellon, who finds the uh, locals of Mombasa to be delightful people. It seems so. You made a friend the last time you were out, and uh, we'll see how many friends that we get to make now. As we raise the curtain tonight, we'll do so as nightfall falls on the hotel. You've had the opportunity to settle into your rooms. Uh, these are single occupancy rooms, unless those of you are continuing your marriage charade. Uh, and then, of course, you'd be allowed to sleep in the same room. Uh, there are no um, large sort of commingled suites, single suites for everyone here. And um, the hotel is happy to offer you a wide selection of dinner options, including some wonderful and fresh fish. Great. Fish. Hungry for fish, Jack? No, no. No? no. I don't think I ever will again. Well, luckily that there are some beef options as well. In the belly of this hotel, this three-floor hotel, uh, you get served at a long, broad table. It's pretty extravagant in here. It's pretty telling who sort of pulls the levers of power in the city. You saw it on the way in. You see it here. Lots of white uniforms worn by lots of locals that up to and including the people who manage the hotel. Yeah, I can't wait to get out of this town or mm -hmm. city. I'm finding I'm not wanting to walk the streets here as much as usual. Yeah, just... I. The, the local flavor does not taste local. Kenya uh, became a British protectorate around 1887. So the things that are here are still sort of first generation, generationally fresh. Uh, and that does seem to affect a lot of the things that go on here in the city. Now, the meal is fantastic. The drinks are very well done. The service is excellent. Well, um, 
So what are we going to do tomorrow? Well, uh, the only thing we have to do in this town is if we want to see um, what or where the Collingswood, Collingwood's, Collingswood house is. Otherwise, nothing is in this town. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to ask it that maybe this train station about... Uh, maybe they saw Roger Carlisle come through here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he would be in a populated place, but... Well, he'd have to... Uh, land somewhere. That's true. Well, if he came on a boat that, you know, docked at the dock, the best place to check would be with customs, if they ever noticed him. Is he noticeable? Mm. Oh, he's very noticeable. Well, those would be the guys to ask. Right. Well, I guess we can look into those two things. Okay. Uh, we also have to find out when the trains leave for Nairobi. Mm-hmm. Sounds more like a minor stop for one of us. Yeah. And we could probably find out from the front desk. After buying a tail yesterday, I think that perhaps um, more eyes the better. Mm-hmm. Per group. We'll stick to the uh, two people or more. Mm-hmm. What, did Sam get any information about yeah. the person that was tailing us? What'd you find out, Sam? The young man that was following us uh, seems as a notoriously curious local. Uh, he lives in a house with his family and others. So, hopefully nothing to worry about, but we should still keep... Hopefully not, but uh, you all do paint a very interesting picture for anyone to look at wandering the streets as you do. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, again, we'll just keep a heightened uh, awareness around us, and again, nobody go more... any Nobody go on solo adventures, if you can help it. You hear a voice from one side of the restaurant pick up. It is um, gregarious body. It's um, very lighthearted. You hear a, a man say, oh, fresh guests. You see a gentleman in a suit. British cut step in. With him, there is a cart with two uh, hotel workers that are sort of pushing it behind him. And in this cart, there's a big bowl with several bottles. And he sort of steps over to the table and he says, uh, can I interest any of you in some champagne? Yes, definitely. Yeah, come, come. They begin unwrapping and opening bottles and corks start popping. And What are we celebrating? Well, the imminent arrival of your party. He gestures wide to the table. You've arrived. Welcome to Castle Hotel. He says with a wide smile. My name is Charles. I am the proprietor of the hotel. Oh, oh okay. Well, you have a lovely hotel. Mm, thank you, madam. It is um, most appreciative. It is very opulent. Mm, indeed, it is the star of Mombasa. Mm. All, the, all of the best people come here, which is why, of course, you're here. Yeah, I, I couldn't even say it better myself. He tucks into his jacket and pulls out a cigarette case and offers you a cigarette, Jack. Oh, thank you. So what um, what brings you to Mombasa? We're following a trail for a story. A story? He sort of readjusts a little bit, physically readjusts, looks each one of you uh, add a little bit. Is this a, uh, perhaps a, a cadre of writers from Paris? My dear, you are quite exotic. The makeup must be Parisian, yes? Some sort of um, beautiful mask? Um, yeah, something like that. Oh, it's fantastic. He sort of puts the cigarette case away and then lights, offers you a light, Jack, and then has one for himself, and then uh, you'll have to tell me where, where you got it in Paris. I absolutely must have it here. Must have it here. They circle in more champagne. So, you're on a trail. There are many from this place. Will you be heading inland, perhaps? Yes. It's cooler inland, you know. Is it? The temperature comes down quite a bit. We do our best that we can here at the hotel with the fans and with the way it was uh, constructed. 
to try to keep it cool, but the coast is hot. So you say all the uh, best people come through here, huh? Hmm, indeed. You wouldn't happen to remember a few years ago, party of uh, an Egyptologist, playboy, uh, Roger Carlyle, ring a bell? Oh, the expedition I'm familiar with, yes. Yes. Although they did not come through here. They didn't. Not this hotel. I, hotel. I just would assume that they would have come to this hotel. No, they uh, were put in private lodgings when they arrived here. Oh, do you happen to know where that's at? Where mm-hmm. that was? It's not too far. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep. Are you um on their trail? They did, of course, meet a... Grizzly end, yes. Quite fateful. Yes, we are uh, We're writing a little thing about what happened. Interesting. I remember, I remember months after it happened, uh, Roger's sister Erica stayed with us before making her way to Nairobi. Mm-hmm. Interesting woman. <sighs> very. And um, her, I remember her Mr. Gray being very particular about what floor she was on, where she was staying at. He had some very particular outlines. Yes, he was a professional. You know him? Yes. Yeah. Oh, he knows Erica very well. Really? (laughs) Fantastic. Well, you must tell me more. How how did you come to meet Erica Carlisle? Following the story. Hmm. Actually. Obviously, we would talk to as many of people connected to it as possible. And she was very forthcoming. Well, I'm wonderful to hear that she was very forthcoming for you. So, you tracked her and the story all the way to here. Yes. That must mean you're going to eventually make your way north on the train. Hmm. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, the, um... They did, of course, put several people to death over what happened. Yes, I I am aware of that. Locals, wasn't it? Mm. He nods. You can see the men that are helping him with the champagne have sort of backed off at this point. They're sort of standing near the bar. They're letting Charles do his whatever thing he's doing, his uh, meet and greet. Yes, several were put to death over it. As for the Collinswood house, it's uh, not too far here. There's a street. I can make sure that the front desk has the address for you. Oh, thank you. I would recommend in the morning past uh, maybe eight. Very good. You've been a gracious host. Well, that that is my job and my purview. Now, is there anything else I can attend before we uh, let you get back to your food? No, I think we're... Everything is tucked away. Wonderful. Come, gentlemen, let's let's um, go meet some more guests. We sort of stow the champagne bottles. When he leaves, I'm going to look at Jack and say, I don't trust him. No, I don't trust him either. But uh... I think that when we do go north, they're going to know. I think it was a fair guess that they would know already. Well, that's true. But, um... He did have an interesting reaction when uh, talked about the executed locals. Yeah. I wonder if he knows more than he's letting on. Well, he probably knows that they weren't the cause. Obvious question for the new guy here. Didn't they find the bodies like a year after the expedition disappeared or something like that? It was a significant time, yes. Yeah. So how exactly do you find murders in the bush after right. that long. Mm-hmm. Especially considering that uh, none of the uh, Carlisle expedition was actually murdered in that. Well, dinner wraps up and you're all back off to your rooms afterwards. Unless anyone's making a specific change. Oh, I'm not staying here. I don't blame you. Nope. No, and when the party breaks, um, I am going to make my exit uh, I'll watch the hotel in kind of like a, you know, half asleep, half awake, kind of dreamy state. I'll find a place to lurk 
we kind of take in the night. Um, and I want to, I also want to make sure that there's, you know, no one like me out here also spying on the hotel in the middle of the night. That's just not moving around. Who would do that? Really? Oh, I don't know. You would. I would. Yeah. I, I have. Double think about it. <laughs> done that exact thing. You actually have. Yeah. Hey, Lillian. So I see a nightcap. Sure. That sounds great. At the bar. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The two of you get a drink. Characters rest, um, whether they be inside or outside the hotel. Um, you are able, Sam, to find a place to watch the hotel from the exterior. That's not difficult. I'll have you give me a luck roll. It's 47 under 59. Yeah, so you don't get, um, seemingly do not get pickpocketed in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, you manage to find a place to hole up that doesn't get you too chewed up by uh, local bugs or um, anything else that might be around. Yeah, I mean, I move around a little bit here and there between my, my naps. Would you say they're cat naps? They're a little longer than that. Yeah. So morning arrives for all of you. Some of you are a little bit more well rested than others. Although you should all at this point be at full HP and full MP from yeah. all of your time spent. Even you, Miss O'Shea. I guess it depends on how strenuous it was. The nightcap, it was just one drink, Jack. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Slow Some down. Some of us don't need to have like five drinks. Slow to- down, buckaroo. <laughs> By morning, the investigators will just say we'll have risen, eaten, etc. Um, if they're going to go check out the Collinswood house, we can move to that. Yes. All of us? All together, all at once, all for I'm you. I'm just asking. I, I don't have a preference. I'm just asking. No, I guess, I guess we all don't have to go. I'm just like, do we want like a group of six of us like rolling up on this house? Actually. That's a very good point. Jack, do you think that it would be necessary? Perhaps I should stay here. That's cheap. Brings up the good point. That's large group is seen as a force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 A small group is seen as a visit. Mm-hmm. I will stay here. Okay. I will accompany you, Maeve. Um, out as I'm, I'm sure that she'll be out about town. <laughs> he just wants to spend time with you. I'd, can't you. Would you guys be able to go to the train station and ask about Roger? Yeah. Do any of the newspaper clippings we or anything we have have a photo of him? Yeah, we yes, did we do have, have one. A photo. Take yeah. a photo with you. You actually have a photo of all of them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's how old is it? It would have been six back from 1919. It's probably six or so years old. You actually have multiple photos of Roger because yeah. he was sort of seen, you know, in London being himself. And then before they left in New York, he was out hitting clubs. And so there's paparazzi or or, or press photos of him. The expedition was a big deal before he left. Now that you mention it, Maeve, Doctor, I'd, I'd, I'd appreciate the opportunity to accompany you. I've... There's some things I'd like to talk to you two about. Okay. Okay. Then I then I guess we we three are going to the Collinswood house. Yep. So we'll pick up there. Um, Jack, finding the Collins house is not hard after the front desk gives you the address. Um, It looks like it is or was a place where dignitaries might go to stay when they arrive in country. And so it just from the outside when you approach it it looks like an it's an it's a big house it's a mm-hmm. nice house and it's maintained but it looks like it's a, a store it has a feeling like that it's not a traditional house hmm. well uh i guess we'll go to the front door does it uh have glass in the front door I mean, have- so picture we'll just say picture this it has a main front door right double doors white building one-story house and it seems to have several rooms several parts of it that go left and then right so you're basically looking at a set sets of windows on uh, left to right as you approach the house okay right central door and then it is definitely not a local style house this is something that's not old it's been built probably in the past 10 years this is definitely an english style 
dignitary's house. Okay, all right. Um, knock on the door. A young woman comes to the door, probably uh, no more than 25, 26. Uh, she's dressed in uh, traditional clothes uh, for the space here, um, but they seem to have been altered. I think that's the best way to say it. Um, so a lot of the local clothing and coloring that you have seen here, right? The, the flavor, which is the locals of Kenya, you can tell the people here who work among or closely with the British because they don't wear all of their traditional clothes mm -hmm. or they wear something that is clearly uh, colonial in nature. Right. Um, she opens the door and gives you a smile. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Uh, forgive our intrusion, but we were interested in knowing if there was somebody we could talk to about guests that may have come through here a few years ago. Uh, of, of course. Um, won't you come in? Yes, certainly. She walks you in and you, you enter a long sort of grand entrance space. Uh, there's no staircase up to a second floor, but you see deep into the house, uh, probably a good 30 or so feet. There are um, cabinets and, and buffets that are along the side of the space here that have different pictures or plates and other sorts of fineries. There are rooms to your left and to your right that have that don't have doors, they just have archways or sitting rooms or there are places to have coffee or tea or something like that. She steps back a little bit after letting the three of you in and just says, if, if you'd wait here just a moment. Thank you. It's kind of um it's kind of stale in here. Like they haven't opened up a window in a while? Sort of. Does this place kind of look like it's fallen on hard times? Maybe hard times is the wrong way to put it. I would say it is fallen on. It does not appear like it's used as much as it might have been. Like a lost favor or something. It could be. You see a uh, man walk out of the back of the house here. He's dressed in a khaki colored shirt and matching pants. Uh, he's clearly European. He has a aristocratic air to him. And uh, he walks over with this, with the woman who had greeted you at the door. And then as soon as he gets about halfway, she sort of melds behind him mm -hmm. and then walks um, towards the buffet that's nearby and stands there. He steps closer to you. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Jack Doyle. Oh, Roy Royston Witten. He shakes your hand. This is uh, Miss Lillian Lane and Miss Robert Drummond. Look at Jack just name dropping. Boom. Of the Lane family, he pipes up. Yes. I'm familiar with some of the work that uh, philanthropic work your family has done. It's a pleasure to have you here at the uh, Collingswood House. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, it's a, um, a beautiful um, house. <laughs> <laughs> he smiles. Uh, would you care for um, some uh, tea or uh, refreshments or something? Yeah, refreshments would be great. Right through here, please. He turns around and um, when he just makes a, a sort of a, a wave of his hand or his first two fingers to the woman who greeted you at the door and he walks you into the sitting room here. So what um, what brings you here to Mombasa? We've been fulfilling a, uh, a last wish of a friend of ours and following a trail of a group that came through here a few years ago. You uh, familiar with the uh, Carlisle expedition? He rolls his eyes a little bit and sort of scratches his head. Uh, how could I not be? I feel partially responsible. Well, so? Well, they stayed here at the house before they left to Nairobi and that catastrophic situation that happened to them. Yes, it was uh, dreadful. I had attempted my best to counsel Roger and Dr. Houston about the things that they needed to do while they were here. They were uh, 
all alight about going into the jungle and seeing what Africa's darker spaces had for them. Lions and elephants and all the things that they'd read about in those books. And I tried to I tried to advise them that the, the jungle is a dangerous place. That lions really do eat people. That there are things there that they should not get too close to. But Roger was having none of it. He wasn't interested in my opinion. He said that there was already there were already plans in place for them in Nairobi. So he didn't ask you for any help in uh, uh, kidding out the expedition? No, none. And we offered. It would have been rude not to. Did he say who was doing it for it? He didn't. He did seem to have some equipment and some people prepared with him already. But I don't believe that they were local. Uh, did you notice anything strange about their party? <laughs> One thing, if I may. I I don't think Miss Masters was very healthy. No? No. Um, she didn't take very well to the food that was here. They only stayed here the night. But she was up in the morning, and we have that happen sometimes. Uh, new visitors will get... Um, their stomachs need to... It's of the richness that is the African palate, and sometimes that causes some problems. But um, she was someone who was a, a bit a bit pale when she arrived. Maybe she was um, suffering from something. The, the morning, you say? Mm, yes. The morning after? That's the only time that that happened, right? It was the only morning she spent here. Okay. Yes, it's like you say, we're just on their trail try to finish this book our friend started and uh anything you could tell us would be uh very appreciated well their dinner here was something that we spared no expense on the carlisle family was well known his his decision to do this whirlwind tour of egypt and its um vast burial areas excavation would be enough to lay any man to need a rest and what better place than the highlands of Kenya yes I hear the uh, country beautiful it is I would advise you the same thing as I did him the country is beautiful but it is not tamed understood well, I hope you have all of the luck that perhaps Roger did not in finishing this piece. Yes, well, thank you very much, and uh, we've taken up enough of your time. Oh, very well. He stands up and uh, walks you to the door. And so we will move camera and go on a, a walkabout, perhaps? With Miss O'Shea, the doctor, and Sam. So I guess, uh, where are the three of you going? Um, well, I was volunteered for this, so I guess I'm following the doctor. You were voluntold. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I I suppose Doc will take the lead on this, and uh, it's a stroll. We have no time limit, so and Doc doesn't do fast strolling anyway. <laughs> uh, so... Taking a few of the shops, carts, and stalls on the way, you know, visually point out a few baubles and you know, book cart, that kind of a thing, and then head to the train station mm -hmm. and um, see if we can locate someone of import, maybe a, a manager or somebody who has access to somebody who looks like they've been there a while. You know, enter the train station and Hold the door open for Maeve and Sam. Mm -hmm. And uh, let Sam take the lead here. Because he's, well, he's more, I won't say socially adept at this, but um, he's more adept at finding information in a situation like this. And the doc is usually more of an observer 
a noter a noter of things. And Maeve is at this point along for the ride and trying to figure out why she's out of her room. Well, and very aware that I'm going to scare people. Well, I assumed you were wearing a veil. Well, yeah, I probably would be. Yeah. But. yeah, so I guess if the space is given for Sam to take the lead, my question to him is, does he take it? Sure. And it's my, we were looking for what specifically here? Oh, when, when the train was leaving. Well, when the train was leaving and if maybe Carlisle had come through here. Or if they, and if he was, do they remember anything about his passing through? Like, was there anything noteworthy? <laughs> I'm going to look for, uh, first I'm going to look for a place to, to kind of station them. So if there's like a bench or whatever to kind of. Yeah, there are places to sit. First, I'll see if there's a visual schedule anywhere. Yep, there sure is. So I will I will take note of whatever it says. So the train leaves fairly early in the morning. It leaves at 6 a.m. The journey is a fairly long one. So you see the uh, route listed in kilometers. So it's like, what, 1,200 something? 1,300? 960 or so kilometers. It's long. It's a long... <laughs> Right. Yeah, it is. Okay. I guess once I have the schedule, I will actually look to see if there are, I mean, I'm sure there are people working. Um, I'm going to look for not the people working like the ticket counter or whatever they would be handling, like, you know, fares or whatever. But yeah, I'm looking for a, a local worker, someone who's, someone who seems very familiar with the station. Yeah, sure. There's tons of people who are, probably familiar with the station you could you could latch on to i'll go look for someone maybe running uh sorry food carts nearby any any snack places to snack no not in the station okay uh then yeah, i'll just look for someone who uh is either tidying up or is organizing something or moving something preferably some not someone who's like in you know logistics i want someone who'd be paying attention to the crowds <laughs> The best info stop for you is probably going to be a porter. Mm -hmm. Somebody who helps people on and off the train and somebody who helps people, you know, basically get their goods and services on and off the train. Okay. Then I will find myself a porter. Okay. A local man in a porter's uniform. Uh, he doesn't, I wouldn't say snap to attention, but he does sort of acknowledge your presence and, and, Stand up a little bit. Nice to meet you. I'm actually uh, going to be coming through here in the morning um, looking for a friend of mine who might have passed through uh, recently. How often do you, are, are you here daily? I've worked this station for uh, the past five years. Well, uh, look, our, our friend's in, in need of some assistance. Um, he's sick of sorts. Not contagious or deadly. It's just... He needs help. Hmm. And uh, my doctor friend there, I'll gesture to the bench, is uh, in, in concern for his patient. Looks over, they kind of wave. <laughs> oh, of course. He sort of gestures to the ticket counter and says, when, uh, when tickets are purchased, you'll want to have everything uh, prepared and make sure that they understand that if he needs a um, a bath chair. Bath chair. Oh. If he has trouble walking. Exactly. No. Yes. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. Uh, but yes, our, our friend, exceedingly handsome American, American, normally striking American man, uh, would have come through here relatively recently. He sort of furrows his brow. Perhaps with, um, wait, was he traveling alone? Perhaps with a woman. He smiles. I apologize. We um, There are many Europeans here. Which is why I'm asking if anybody has stood out. If not, then I will assume that you have been diligently doing your work. And I won't interrupt you further. But again, we are concerned. He sort of struggles a little bit. You see him step a little closer to you. And he says, um, it is difficult for me to tell them apart. I understand. And, and like when he pulls back away from you a little bit you can tell he's his face shows years of pain 
Maybe you could uh, point me in the direction of someone who pays attention to those types of things, who looks for people that stand out. He gestures over his shoulder towards the police that are in the station. I had a feeling. Thank you again for your time. He nods. Maeve, I'd like you and the doctor to give me a listen roll mm. while this conversation's going on. 91 over 68. Docking here. Shit. Well, that's a 9 out of 20. Hard success. Make sure you're ticking your boxes for oh, successful yeah. skill rolls. Miss um, O'Shea, you pick up on the fact that Sam is speaking in a language you're not familiar with. Oh. But he seemed to be speaking in the same language that this man is speaking, at least in the parts that you can hear. I will I will slide him uh, a trinket, something I probably took from one of the other ships in China. Just a, just a little something. I mean, he takes it. He uh, tips his cap to you. I will turn and I'll make sure that I make eye contact with the doctor. And I'm going to smile at him and I'm going to look at the police and walk directly toward them. Towards the police. He does. And as I do so, I will engage the nearest one. Well, are they a pair? It's a pair of police. It's a pair, yeah. They sort of stand side by side and then occasionally turn to patrol visually the area or... Can I tell which one's older? Yeah, the guy on the right is older. Looking directly at the guy on the right, I would like to spend a point of sanity. Keeper Michael. Okay. Uh, and I would like to utilize my pulp talent to appear as someone near and dear to this poor cop. Okay. You get into his visual range and he sort of, you see the police officer, Sigmund, you see him sort of step back just a second and sort of get a big smile on his face and then reach out to sort to embrace Sam. Uh, I put my arms out and give him a, a nice, healthy few pats. So good to see you, my friend. How long has it been? Oh, years. I thought you were living in Nairobi. Uh, times come and go. Things are moving about. It's, it's a fast world we live in. Um, I've actually been, uh, I'm coming through. Uh, I, I heard that a famous, some famous American was, Coming through here, that might provide some opportunities that are of interest to me. Opportunities? Yes. Overseas. Like I said, things move very quickly here. It seems so. I'm, I'm, I hate to interrupt. I mean, do you, do you have a moment? I mean, I didn't expect to see you here, but... Yeah, he gestures to the younger uh, police officer and says, uh, uh, keep a watch. Uh, I, will not, I will not be long. I look at the other one as he leaves with the most like snide, smarmy, smug look on my face. And okay. I turn back to my new friend. Sure. So a fellow named Carlisle, Roger Carl, you have to know who he is. You've been staying abreast, you've been reading the papers, you know who he is. Oh, so, so certainly, certainly I remember him. Um, isn't he dead? No, that's what we thought. It, it, the word is, it's a sham, and he's moving about. So I, I imagine if you'd seen him, you would know. You haven't heard any stories, have you? Has anyone reported seeing him? Oh, no, I I haven't heard any stories since uh, since his group came through here years ago, and then he got, uh, they got all those tribesmen in the north killed. Uh, it's a tragic, tragic time, tragic for everyone. Um, but yes, if he is alive, there's no telling what he might be able to share. Hmm. Well, if he's come back from the dead, then uh, he, he is another uh, another white, white, white spirit back from the dead. It sounds mad, but all I know is that he's, he's left the hospital. He sort of furrows his brow. This is extraordinary. You, you must tell the, the papers about this. If, he, if he's alive, then... Uh, well, it, it, but again, we can't confirm. We don't want to be deemed madmen, raving lunatics, or gossip mongers. Well, rumors get around anyway. Evidence is what we need. Proof. Look, uh, it's again, it's, it's been great to see you and the best to your family, but um, I, I really, 
Well, as you understand, if, if this is to be believed. But if you hear anything, don't tell anyone. I won't. I won't tell a soul. Um, I will give him a nice, healthy clap on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to relieve him of some valuables as I do so. Okay. What are you going to re- attempt to relieve him of? Um, His keys. Okay. That'll be sleight of hand versus spot hidden. It's contested roll. It's a 21 under 67. So that's a hard success for me. Okay. You know what? I think he has a hard success as well. Hmm. So was so it skill versus skill? What does that mean? Yeah. So it's hard success versus hard success, which means technically no one wins unless you want to push that roll. And I have to push. If I push it, I have to get an extreme. Yeah. Or you have to spend luck down to an extreme to beat his hard. An extreme for me right now would be one fifth. So like fifth. So I could spend like seven luck then. Yeah. Right. To get down to like a fourteen. Sure. So when he so when he goes to look at me reaching for his keys, I will point the other way and so there he is. And I'm gonna grab his keys. Um. So you you point and you sort of deflect his vision along to get his keys or. Or something in his pocket. You're not really sure if he has keys per se, unless you mean like uh, police jail keys or something like that. Well, I, I just assumed he had something jingly attached to him or near him or on him. Mm. If he doesn't, then I'll take it out of his pocket, whatever's in there. You just take whatever is in his pocket? Mm-hmm. Okay. You reach into his pocket and you pick it. Uh, what you find in there is some local currency. That's going to be useful. I'm looking for some of that. Oh, never mind. You know, sometimes these Americans all look the same. It's the, it's the lighting. It's the lighting. I'll, I'll just kind of start walking away. Okay. You, you walk away. Um, so the group does come away from the train station with some information, some visual stuff that you'd pick up uh, as well while you're sitting in the train station. Um, one, there are essentially two types of tickets that can be purchased. There are first class tickets and there are not first class tickets. Something, a nuance the two of you would likely pick up on while you're Sam's running around and messing with the police and the porters is that uh, only certain people get to buy first class tickets. There are no first class tickets being purchased by anybody who's local or Indian or Asian. It ain't happening. The other nuance that you'd probably pick up on is that the journey to Nairobi is anywhere between 15 to 18 hours. It is a significant ride. And so when it comes to comfortability, making that long trip in less than comfortable conditions is something you're going to want to weigh heavily on whether, whether you choose to do or not. And have we seen the train coming through? No, it left early at six o'clock, okay. but um, it does say, mm-hmm. it does say that the train to Nairobi is uh, a, a class train, right? So it's, um, it's maybe not, you know, the, it's no, by no means the Orient Express and there is no sort of Pullman sleeping car. I think honestly, this train is probably our best bet, my dear. I think it's the only option unless we're renting a car. Like I'm walking back counting money. But I think we're going through desert then. Doc thinks back to the last time they rented a car to conveniently transverse a small amount of countryside. Uh, Oh, unless you want to spend days on a camel again. (sighs) I did like Jeffrey. He was very nice. (laughs) But I guess not. No, not everyone had as much fun as I did. No, I think the train is definitely... Hmm. So, to be clear, there is no other way to get to Nairobi other than the train or some sort of pack animal that you would mm-hmm. ride and you would be talking about several days. Days, right. And I just want to go around the table and ask what your ride skills are because <laughs> that'd be a hoot. <laughs> okay, Morgan. <laughs> we know you're good at riding. Uh-huh. We know that Miss Lane has got the ride skill. She does. Her families are, are equestrian people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the train leaves at six. 
but the uh, the locals and the police haven't uh, seen or haven't haven't seen anyone looking like Roger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I didn't. I really didn't think he'd come this way. If anything, he probably came in Egypt and went that way. It was worth asking. I mean, yeah, no, it's... definitely. Because he stayed here, I really just didn't think that he'd re- risk being recognized unless he's like that Looney Tunes that he doesn't care. Or he's not here yet because he's swimming. I don't know. Maybe he's flying. I, I mean, it's possible. Do you feel as though we should buy the tickets now? We are here. How much are they? If you think we can afford tickets for the whole party, we have to wait for Lillian. Or or Jack, because isn't he the one that's got the Elias money? Mm. Are we waiting here? Oh, no. I don't think we're waiting here. Mm. We can go. Yeah, we can. So, shun back to the hotel. So, uh, yeah, about that. Mm-hmm. I'll wait until we're walking. <laughs> I don't. This, I know someone sit in the train station talking. Yeah, yeah. You're you're walking back to the Casa de White Boy. Um. So uh, on board the SS Minerva. Minerva. Mm-hmm. Almost, you learned a language. I almost said it. No, uh, I didn't actually. Uh, I performed a ritual, which put me in contact with a. a a shadow of Bast. Um, and she shared mysterious wisdoms with me. Um, I would not be so naive as to call them gifts. Yeah, no, none of this. Uh, this is nothing of this is none of these things are gifts, but I have committed myself to the eradication of the horrors that plague this world. Oh. Kind of like what you have been side-eyeing me about for, I don't know, about a year now? I'm choosing to share this with you because there are no others in this world I can afford to trust with my future, my life. You are the closest thing to family I have. I appreciate that. You just got to understand how it is a little upsetting. I think perhaps this is a fantastic time instead to heal a wound. So, well, anyways, um, so um, what did Bast want you to do? Oh. Oh, to, to, to do the work. It's not servitude. I mean, it's service. I'm performing a service, but you know, we, are, we need to be willing to and able to protect our own. I mean, I, I've been an extension of the will of others before. This is not this is a purpose I aim to fulfill willingly, emphatically. I, I have been, but the blade the blade of lies is gone. Reforged, eradicated. I, I, I throw back like the kind of drape that I'm wearing and there's no machete. Hmm. This is good, Sam. I do not feel that carrying that was doing you uh, any sort of service. It was reforged by Bast. Yeah, because it didn't turn out well when you made it. Well, I got the ritual from you. You know who's who's pointing fingers. Just because I have something doesn't mean that I make something. Like I told you before, I don't, I don't do those kind of things. Look, yes, Bass gave me the 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 ability to to com- or curse to communicate with those who fall under her purview, from what I understand, and these people need our protection. So we're protecting certain people, not like everyone? The people that need our protection from monsters, human and alien, their power-hungry pawns, machinations of these... Did we forget what we were doing? No. No. Never have. You seem upset with me, and I, I need to understand why. You, If you want me to tell you what led me here, I mean, I can, but I, I feel like it's self-evident. 
I, I came into this knowing little, only what, Eli only what Elias taught me, which was that the powers were bad and we needed to kill them all. When I came to you, that was the, the service I was performing. So to see you walk with it, yes, I, I saw you as one of potentially the things when, when Elias said to protect them, I thought maybe I had to protect them from you, from yourself. And I was wrong. That's all I needed. I just want to make sure that you, the help that you're getting doesn't mean that it's different from what I'm doing. I mean, it is fundamentally because of who we speak with, but it is still help. If you need me to say that I'm... I'm I've, I've not passed any judgment on you for what you've been doing. Through China, the eyes, none, none of this I made mention of. That's true. That is very true. It has been a while. And maybe that's a me problem and not a you problem. Look, I just wanted to be honest with everyone about what is happening with me. So is that why you can speak other languages? As I said, she wanted me to be able, she needed me to be able to speak with those who fall under her her umbrella, her embrace, the people of this land. Okay. Well, no, that makes sense. I already speak English. It's kind of like I already read English. So the upside to all of this, outside of... She left me with hope that, that there is a chance that not only we survive this, but that doom is not inevitable. Well, I've always had hope that we would make it on time. And if not, we'd interrupt it enough that we couldn't, it couldn't be finished. So, I'm glad that you have found that too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what you are willing to do or what you... That's none of my business, but I will tell you that I will stop this even if it means that my body stays here on this continent. Okay. And if that is what it takes, then I will stay as well. So the two groups invariably make their way back to Hotel Castle and uh, confer at some point in a, mm -hmm. an area about what they've learned. So please confer. Tickets are expensive. Yeah, they are not cheap, Jack. We, we will need to um, access some of the group funds. Yeah, yeah, that will that will be a problem. I think we have to go to Nairobi. Hmm. It's going to be like 18 hours. Yeah. And uh, while I did lobby for the cameras, they have decided that the train is permanently more, you know. 18 hours or three days. Yeah be like camping no it would not <laughs> but on a camel i know <laughs> yeah actually it's in mobasa there would not be camels it's probably like mm. it's not Mule. desert at all it's lowland foothills and more so donkeys jungly. bring out the donkeys well yeah probably yeah and mules and yeah mm -hmm. or cattle of some sort like oxen or when does the train leave 6 a.m 6 a.m. Okay. So we have a little bit of time. All right. So did you find anything else out? Cops, reporters, no word on Carlisle. Yeah. I don't think he came this way. Okay. Well, at least we, nobody saw him or. Right. I mean, for all we know, he's somewhere totally different, but I mean, it doesn't hurt to check since we know he left the hospital. Well, he may not look like exactly what he looked like. Right. Yeah, that's true. Years he could ago. have a beard and yeah. Yeah. long He's hair. scruffy and uh, yeah. how many years, skinny. And... Yeah, how many years did he spend in a in a sanitarium? Right. Hmm. I'm sure they weren't, you know, giving him three lovely meals. And a... yeah. Well, it depends who paid for it and what hospital he was at. Well, I think uh, um, Brady spent uh, everything he had to uh, get him in the best hospital in Hong Kong. Yeah. So... Anyhow, so we talked. We went to the Colin, the Collinswood house, mm -hmm. and they did. They remember them. 
for being there. Apparently they uh, were given, they tried to give them advice and they wouldn't take it. They said they already had something set up, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. There's other, there's another little point that uh, I find very interesting. Um, I think Miss uh, Masters mm-hmm. is the uh, carrying the vessel for a uh, child. Uh, I, I know it's been several years. We have no idea. I was specifically told by someone about her getting more sick the longer they were together, but Penhue got younger. Would you like some help? Yes. <laughs> okay. Can I phone a friend? Sure. I, I think that the information you have in your memory would be that when a- after they left the inside of that pyramid in Egypt, this would have been Brady talking. You would have been told that uh, Penhu looked younger, right. acted younger, was more vibrant, and that on the trip to Kenya, Hypatia was fairly consistently sick. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. But again. I, and I'm not discounting your leap in logic at all, Jack, but it has been several years. Yeah, um, do we even know that Masters is even still alive? Well, we don't. But uh, what I'm saying is that it's, do we have any idea how long it takes to... Um, gestate a god? No, gestate you, a god? You don't. <laughs> well, that would be the... Or my assumption was that... Um, Penhu is feeding off of her vitality to I mean, keep that could himself be younger. That can, could be can, can we get back to the giving birth to a god thing? Yeah. What? What's that about? Don't you remember? Yeah, in the pyramid when we spoke with the Black Pharaoh and we read the walls and we had the date and... Yeah, there's a there's a day uh, next year in January of next year, mm-hmm. I believe. Sure, November sure. of this year. This is this no. is January. Was it January. Okay. This is the woman that was traveling with Penhu. Yeah, yeah. Masters was. Yeah. Oh, this, sorry. This is. This, I, I I don't remember hearing anything about a child. That's where a child god is is new new to my. Okay. Uh no, we talked. That yeah. happened in the. And yeah, after, during the uh, pyramid. Uh, yeah, when we got trapped in the pyramid, we all talked about that because I read some of the walls, and then I thought the pharaoh like was bragging about it that he would be reborn right into this world maybe i just and didn't put it together yeah i mean it's also you've been through a few things since then that's true so we're gonna get split up on the ride in can you not ride with us even if we if we claimed you were uh it'll be yeah. fine jack i mean you might be able to get more information like i said i want to be in another car so we can meet each other at the uh the exit in nairobi or any other stop Right. Um, yeah. See what you can find out about uh, if there's any information, because the uh, letter from Jackson seemed to indicate that these locals have a different story about what happened. Right. Well, if we're going deeper, then uh, at some point <laughs> we're likely to encounter our, you know, whatever the extension of the cult is. Is it the bloody tongue here? Bloody tongue. Yes. Yes. So, if they if they're not already on us, I expect they will be shortly. So, is the plan then to secure tickets for tomorrow's travel to Nairobi? Yes. Okay. So, who will be picking those tickets up? I'll pick them up. Okay. So, you are picking up six tickets. Yes. To Nairobi. Five first class. One other. Steerage or whatever. Uh, actually, there. When you get there, the tickets that they'll sell you are the first class car, and they would sell you a third class car. Man, didn't get second. Let you know that the dining car that is available uh, is only available third class after first class is finished with it. Okay. You spot one thing while you're at the train station that sort of gives you pause. Because you're probably arriving there a little late. Um, there is another 
class of passenger. And that's a flat car. Oh, wow. <laughs> For that fourth class. They don't put a class on it. Yeah. And so you return to the hotel with tickets and um, make preparations then to head to Nairobi, which we'll get to next episode. So uh, thank you all f- so much for joining us on this episode of Masks of New Authentip. We are about to take a little trip north.